just like that. Hey, yo, y'all already know what it is, man. It's your boy Seven the Panther. You locked in with Panther Politics Podcast. You know what I'm saying? And today, I got a special treat. I know you know I normally bring artists from the Northwest or somebody that I already got connections with from North Carolina. Uh, but today, I'm blessed to have my brother John Pre Magnetic in the building. How you doing today? Peace, man. I'm, I'm good. Good health and everything. That's that's what's up. Now, if I'm not mistaken, you from the DMV, right? I'm from DC. No doubt, no doubt. All right, so what's, what's up? What part of DC you from? Northwest, upper Northwest. So oh, now, yeah. My uncle used to live out there um, until he passed. My cousin lived out in Southeast. Uh, I spent a little time in DC, man. It's kind of live out there, but you know, it, it's it's unusual to hear of MCs from DC. We don't get a whole lot, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I guess my first question for you, really, the biggest thing for me is coming from D.C. with the go-go influence and a lot of the other music that's really big in the DMV area. Like, what made you decide to take the path of him seeing as opposed to going a different route? Uh, at, at least when I, when I fell in love with hip-hop, it was... The hip-hop was graffiti, it was breakdancing, it was rapping you know, that type of situation. So, I mean, I was banging on tables as a young and so forth and so on, yet I, I, it's something about the rhyme, it's something about the beats. So that's that's probably what uh, got me going in that, in that direction, artistically. No doubt, I feel that. Now you, you do have a lot of a different um, elements to your music and I, I could definitely appreciate that you have a lot of different elements outside of just hip hop. So, I mean, like what is like your main influences as far as artistically, um, obviously you have some hip hop influences, but as far as outside of hip hop, who's your biggest, who's like your biggest influences? Classic rock. Um, my first adult record was a Kiss Alive record. I think it was their second one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it was, it was, it was just an experience listening to it on vinyl. You know what I'm saying? The whole live feel, so forth and so on. So, yeah. Actually, uh, to 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 our credit, we are the first to actually rhyme off a live performance sample parts consistently in our July and December EPs. So that, what happened, you know, in, in as a youngin' with, uh, with the classic rock, uh, you know, it just transferred over. So you keep that same energy. So indeed. All right, I feel that. All right. That's dope, man. Like I said, because normally you when you catch a catch a sample, it's usually off a recorded, you know what I'm saying, recorded uh, performance. I mean uh, studio yeah. performance, right? Yeah, exactly. It's usually usually more so that. So that's the that's dope. So what I mean, what made you decide to do that? Because I mean not a whole lot of people even delve into to listening to those records as opposed to, you know, just the studio element. Uh for years people kept telling me that I need a band. And so mm-hmm. without p- trying to put a band together and, you know, working with Bane's sample-based hip-hop, so we just went in that direction. As, in addition, like I said, in recorded, in recorded music history, we were the first. So we're speaking about the first in 140 years. Oh, true indeed. Uh, yo, that's crazy. Okay, okay, I'm with it. All right, so I know, I know, um, I got reached out to, um, you know, saying about you, about you pulling up, and I was like, "Yo, let me." I, I went and checked you out, and I was like, "Yo, 
son is nice. Like, and I, I get angry when I find out somebody's super dope and I hadn't already been turned on to their music previously. You know what I'm saying? It kind of drives me crazy a little bit, but I was like, yo, this brother's ill with it. So I mean, like, as far as pins in hip hop, who you really be checking for? Like, is anybody like, uh, as far as new school artists you be checking for, you mainly listen to, you know what I'm saying? Cause I know your, your performance resume is, is impeccable uh, as far as the, the artists that you rock with. And a lot of these same artists are people that I have a lot of respect for that I may have performed with at some point in time as well. Um, so, I mean, like, as far as pins and hip-hop, who you really fuck with? Uh, nowadays, I don't I don't listen to much, like, hip-hop. Yet, I, I like Tesla's Ghost. I like Rock Marciano. Oh, um, yeah. So, you know, like, I, I might... When I when I do my running and stuff like that, I put I might put them on. Other than that, I'm listening to classic rock or, you know, some R and B or something like that. Like, whatever era. So oh, that's dope. And you can definitely tell though. I think it's I think it's something about the way your music the way your music flows that I can tell you're not a type of person that's just locked into listening to. Because I I think sometimes when I listen to certain artists, I can tell this dude don't listen to nothing but hip hop. And it's not a bad thing, but. Uh, there are certain elements that you're not going to necessarily bring to the table if all you listen to is hip-hop and you don't have any influence outside of that. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, I, I know we talked about your performance resume a little bit. So what was, your, like, your favorite... Who've been, like, your favorite people to perform with as far as, like, just the energy, the flow of the flow of the show, how the music goes together, all of that? It's mm-hmm. a good question. Um, I, I would think... Uh, I would think... Biggie, and you know, down in the Washington Convention Center many years ago, um, Man. Man. we just saw one another in in uh in the Manhattan studio. I was with the Diggable Planets, and uh, we did the mic check. I did the mic check show with the Diggable Planets with Melly Mel, and you know, saw Big, for lack of better terms, I saw Big in the hallway. Then he was performing in D.C., and we had we had performed that same night too. So it was you know that was that was a good experience. Oh, that's big. Hell yeah, man. Rest in peace to the legend, man. Um, that's big. Like, no pun intended. That's really big. I mean, like, a, a lot of people, whoever had an opportunity to rock the stage with Big or Pac or, or even, you know, Big L, Big Pun, any of those brothers before they before they transitioned is, um, is a blessing, man. Most definitely. So, I mean, well, I now, you're a little different than most hip-hop guys. You're you're a little different. Some of the some of the things you into are a little different than most hip hop guys. I mean, you you are one of the um you know beyond just the sampling of the live performance stuff. Uh, I know that you're very big, you know, in in terms of uh you know in the environment, and you know the whole sustainability as far as the environment is concerned. So what was the really the thing that kind of turned you in, that got you involved in that in that movie? Uh, it probably started out with um this West Indian brother I met Chico. And um, he kind of helped me uh, with with becoming a vegetarian when I was contemplating it, you know what I'm saying? So many years ago. And so from vegetarianism, then I, you know, I stumbled across Patagonia, I liked their movement um, as it pertained to the, to the environment and so forth with Swan, how they make their clothes and, and so forth, so on. So yeah, Patagonia prayed. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. You know, I'm I'm not saying I'm an environmental nut. I, I walk walk around picking up trash, other people trash, anything like that. Yet I, I try not to let it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
Sure did, sure did. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that, man. But you know, the, the beauty of that is, I mean, it's, it, there are people who are like that, but I feel like anybody who who takes an interest in the environment and and the and the survival of not just the people but the planet itself is, mm-hmm. is a big. You know, what I'm saying that's that's massive, especially coming from the hip hop community because our music is so often, you know, associated with destruction as opposed mm-hmm. to you know what I mean. That's mm-hmm. crazy. So I mean, what Let's you got in the tub? What you got? <laughs> You know what I mean? No, it doesn't. What was your question, though? Pardon me, seven. Oh, oh no, you good, brother? You good? Now I was just wondering, like I know you got, um, like what do you got? What you got in the tuck? What's about to, what's about to start? What you got about to come out the chamber for the people? Um, size forty. We dropping that EP this Friday, and um, yeah, you know, last the last Friday of July, we drop a project, we drop an EP, and the first fr- part of. Yeah, the last Friday of July and the, and the first Friday of December, we've been dropping oh. EPs, uh, I would say, since about 2015, maybe. So, you know, we trying to keep that rhythm. Um, you oh, know, God. we might we might drop an EP in between. You know what I'm saying? That's just who we are as artists. We, more music for the people. Uh, yeah, so that's coming up, size 40. And, you know, I, I think, like, we're bringing you through portals and stuff like that and as it pertains to thought. And, um, you know, once you listen to it, you can see where I'm going at. You know, you go through a portal and it speaks about the the SR40C, go through another portal, you're in the boxing match, go through another portal, somebody's explaining something, you know, for, for, uh, to, for, for people to grow up, for lack of better terms. And you go through another portal and you're in your own thought. You know what I'm saying? So, and it's good music in between. That's just pretty much the storyline of the EP um, in a nutshell. You know, this is our first time with with a billboard and stuff like that. So we got that, you know, we got a digital display going on uh, that drops on, well, it it starts on Friday too, the same same day that we dropped the EP. And Short Tay did his thing with the video for Pressure and Punishment. So so that's pretty much what's working on this this month uh this week oh man i'm looking forward to that then yeah because uh i, I mean right. just so you know this this uh this part will be out tomorrow morning so mm. you know what i'm saying i don't waste no uh, time and i know and i know your project coming up so i want to make sure the people are aware so that when so when friday so when friday come they can already be on deck be ready to get to it you know what i'm saying appreciate, Those appreciate you and your audience oh no doubt brother hey so i mean this is a question I ask a lot of artists, and I know it's kind of hard. I know when people ask me the question, I'd be like, damn, I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, like out of, out of the work that you've released so far, do you have one that's like your like your baby? That's your that's your one. Like it might not be the one that performed the best, uh, sales-wise or streaming-wise or whatever the case may be, but that's the one that like if you if you had to take that one body of work and say, if you want to know who Joffrey Magnetic Magnetic is, listen to this and it'll tell you. And you can listen to the rest of it too, but this one will tell you what you need to know. Thorough old man. Thorough old man. That's my joke. That's my favorite. I like oh, the I green man too, you know, and um, and I really appreciate what's going on with this project too. Like Baines put his, he, he did his thing. I, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not hard for me to pick. You know what I'm saying? I like them all, and some of some of it, like the earlier works on Bandcamp, was experimental, and um, trying to trying to establish 200% publishing with BMI, and you know, learning you have to learn certain things in order to get that happening. So, um, right. you know, we got back to the basics, 
um, you know, get back to the jab, you know, that type of situation. <laughs> so yeah, the third old man EP. I forget what number it is. Maybe, I don't know, number 40, the 40th release on Bandcamp or something like that in that range. I could dig it. Okay, that's what's up. I I mean, like, do you have a um? I guess I don't want to say preferred process, but like, what is your process like as far as like writing music? Do you get the production first, and then you just kind of build around it, or is it kind of a more organic thing where you kind of um, where you kind of plan to, you know, you and the producer sit down together, and as the beats getting built, you kind of constructing the song at the same time? Because like, I've seen it happen both ways. I'm more of a just give me the beat and then let me go do my thing off in the corner somewhere. But you know what I'm saying? Like everybody has their own process. I mean, what what is your preferred way of creating? Uh, I I like to think. So I pretty much write down what I'm thinking, and um, or if I'm reading something or listening to something that sparks a thought, I will I will write it down. I'll type it in my phone, and. When it comes time, and I I would look for some live performance stuff, I would find a part that I I think that might sound good in terms of a loop, and I would send it to Baines, and he will hook it up for 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 me to rhyme over, and then I would put all my thoughts, you know, things I thought about lyrics, um, and I would pretty much structured with with the beat, so that's pretty much uh, my process. So one time I was like why would anybody be interested? You know what I'm saying? Because it won't help their work, but you know, it is what it is. So a good question. Oh man, that's, yeah, that's, I, I love to hear that because a lot of times, um, and especially for the, pe the people who are listening to the music, sometimes they don't understand what really went into making the song. You know what I'm saying? And I think that a lot of times they think we just go in the studio Somebody turns a beat on, turns a beat on, and like ten minutes later, we got a, a, a finished record. And it, the process very rarely works out that way. So <laughs> that's why I always ask the question because I mean, I, I I'd be interested in knowing how other people get to it, especially people who are so expressive in the music. Um, and you are very expressive, you know. From I I got I went to Spotify and checked out everything that was on there, and your your music is very expressive, and it you have a a unique way of not only getting your point across. Uh, but coming coming across as a human, not as mm. some larger than life uh, caricature that most people try to sell themselves as. So, I mean, mm. was that has that been like uh, was that kind of like the point? Is that has that always been your thing? Like, I just want to be me. I don't have to create this other character for me to be when I'm when I'm when I'm making music. Y'all just job praying magnetic, so and that's how I carry. And um, so that just radiates and permeates through everything that I do and music included. So, uh, you know, I bleed like any other man. So I'm not gonna, why, why even start to, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't try to get into that. I just want to create. Yeah, so I don't I know if that answers the question. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah that's, definitely. That's, 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 you know, my thought process, that's how I feel. Yo, I'm gonna tell you, I, just from watching, I've never had the opportunity to have a conversation with him. But just he's he's like my the reason why I started rapping and um, just from watching other interviews with him, your your energy is very reminiscent of Rakim Allah. Just for the record, um, I don't know if anybody's ever told you that before, but I just wanted you to know that I I hear it, I can I can feel it because there's a sincerity in what you say that is uh that is very evident, and I appreciate that. A lot of man, listen, being <laughs> being an MC is one thing, but since I started doing this podcast and interviewing artists, um. 
all I'm gonna say is, and I hate and I, just to borrow from the young bloods, they the capping is at an all time high. Um, mm -hmm. it's all I can tell you. It's a whole lot of there's a whole lot of super supermen out here. So it, it's it's good to hear somebody not on that wave. This is like, man, I'm just me. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't got time to play them games. I'm just me. So I love that. That's, that's probably just a lot. You know, our experience through life, though. You know what I'm saying? When you when you're 19, it's like 10 years ago, you was nine years old. So, you know, you just learn the stuff. True. Not saying that you're stupid or something like that. It's, you just learn the stuff. Like, so you might feel invincible. You know what I'm saying? At one time, like 22, I, I thought I was invincible too. It just wasn't that, it wasn't that way. You know, the knowledge, the knowledge is invincible. Not my, not my physical body. You know what I'm saying? So I do my best to stay in shape, do what I got to do too. You know, um, the thing is like not to be um, overly obsessive with your ego. You had to keep your ego in check. And you know, that's that's pretty much how young is are. So not saying everybody's that way. Yeah, a lot of 20 year olds are pretty much the same. It's when you turn 30, you're like, I, I gotta do this for my own life. If you have any type of type of smarts to you. True indeed. Most 20 year olds are the same. Whatever my friends are doing, that's what I want to do. Follow the follow. Yeah, you have very few people in that in that age range who are uh, who are aware enough of who they are as an individual that mm -hmm. they'll step outside of the outside of the status quo and be like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Like, I want to do something different. You'll see it right. occasionally, but you know what I'm saying. I feel you most definitely, and I, I can feel that not only in conversation with you, but like, like as I said, through your music as well. Like you, 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 you are not the typical MC. Um, and, and I don't, and I don't say that. You know, what I'm saying sometimes I say that, <laughs> and, it, and it don't necessarily be a good thing. But in this case, it's definitely a good thing because, you know, the way you, the way you walk the line between being entertaining, being educated, uh, you know, educating, being entertaining, and and also still maintaining a sense of self through through your music. So I, I, I just want you to know how much I appreciate that, and I hope that the listeners of the pod, when they tune into you, they'll get the same, they'll get the same effect, most definitely. So I mean, so I mean, I know you say you don't listen to a lot of a lot of hip hop right now. So uh, you listen, you say you listen to more classic rock, not necessarily anything. So I mean, is there any any recent music or new uh, newer artists that you check for in any genre at all? Really? Um, well, like like um, the newest person that 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 I heard was probably about eighteen months ago. They have a lot of music out. As I mentioned previously, it was Tesla's Ghost. You know, I was right. I was impressed. Um, just you know how how he does his thing and stuff like that. How he puts his words together, and um, you know, the accent maybe. Yeah, it's just how he puts it together. The loops, the loops that he chose to rhyme off of. You know, that's. You know, I don't I don't try to listen to a lot of, um, MCs and stuff like that. Um, I don't want to like. Put it this way. I, I don't want to put certain things in my subconscious, man. You know what I'm saying? Because that shit will pop out, pardon me, that it'll, it'll pop out the subconscious. So I only try to put certain things in my subconscious. It's enough things that I can't filter. You know what I'm saying? So much is going on throughout the course of the day. True. Yeah, it's like pixels. You know what I'm saying? You just try to focus on the picture and um, focus on your goal and stuff like that. That's what I put in my subconscious nowadays. So I don't like to... Um, listen to bad music, I'll give it a shot, that type of situation. You know, if I'm, a lot of times I'm just not impressed because a lot of people sound like a lot of other people. This is true. So it, has, it has to be something like that. I mean, you know, all right, I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
as, as you mentioned, he kind of doing his own thing. And it sounds good, though. Yeah, I like that. I like that. All right, so I'm, I'm actually, I wasn't, uh, I'm, I'm familiar with the name, but that's not necessarily the music. So now that, I, now that I'm doing this interview with you and you, you spoke on it strongly, so I'm, I'm going to take your take your word on it. And I'm going to go check it out when we get off of here, most definitely. Mm-hmm. I got to, you know what I'm saying? Um, yo, man, I, I I really, really was feeling some type of way when I listened to your music. It was like, yo, why am I just not hearing this guy? Like, what is going on? I don't That's understand. I experienced like, that before. Um, I was um, about to say I was in long term keep lock. Yeah, um, and I, I I I got up I got up to date with Rush. He's they're a Canadian band. Um, mm-hmm. but it's like forty years later. You know what I'm saying? Thirty years wow. later, like Slim, like they was blowing my mind. There's three people doing all this stuff. You know, one person. He, is on the drums, master at that. You got a guitarist, you master that. You have a person who sings, plays the bass, and plays the keyboard at the same time. So, Goodness. yeah, I was really impressed with Rush, you know, Canadian band. And um, this is like, I would say, you know, 30 years later. I'm like, what happened? Like, how did I miss all this? Yes. It is what it is. You know, fi- finally did. And I was appreciative that I did find out about it. Well, you saying that you saying that gives gives more levity to the to the statement that music, especially good music, is timeless. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't really matter when you hear it; it's still gonna give you that. Like I don't care if you turn on if you turn on um, Warning right now. I feel it the mm-hmm. same way I felt it when it dropped. You know what I'm saying? Like it don't the feeling of the record don't change. For me. Like it's just like uh, it don't matter when you play it. Like even right now in 2022. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's making. Timeless music. Now, there's some people who say, I don't go in the studio with the aim with that. They're lying, and I know they're lying, <laughs> but it's okay. Um, has the whole concept of making timeless music been something that, that's been kind of in your in your mind as, you, as you've gone along your journey, or is it just kind of like, I'm going to just make it, and whatever happens, happens? Uh, a little bit of both, you know, as uh, a younger artist, uh, like when I was with the group, the CS, and at that time period, I had mentioned a, a, a pair of tennis shoes, and like this at this time, day and time, nobody really wears. Right. Pardon me. So it, it gave it gave a, a date to it, and so you know, brothers was explaining that to me. Don't date your don't date your music. Like the tennis shoes I wear now is just the tennis shoes I wear now. Like, you know, I kind of like if you remember like Crush Grooving and um. Uh, Run DMC ordered like I don't I don't know the number. It said like fifty pair of Adidas. You know, yeah. what I'm saying? I would just buy fifty pair of New Balance nine nineties, all gray, size eleven. You know, what I'm saying that type of situation. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just how I'm moving. So it's not something that's you know the cool tennis shoe amongst youngins at that particular time, and it goes out of date. You know, it's just, it is what it is. You know, with 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 those drones there. So um, yeah, I don't like, I don't go into it like. You know, I'm gonna make something timeless. I just—it's a biological thing with with me, so it's just something I have to get out. And um, you know, it's gonna be what's gonna be. I don't uh, like that's that's not my aim. Um, to make timeless music, I'm glad that you know um, you perceive it that way. Yeah, I do. I mean, I just think it's certain. I think there's certain certain emotions and things in music that, no matter what you said. Like even even in the case of me listening to some like a Biggie record or 
say an old uh, Grand Puba record or something. He's talking about, you know, Jabot's hanging baggy hill figure on the top. And I'm like, damn, we really don't rock Tommy or Jabot no more. But right. at the same time, like, I still feel this record. This record is still ill. And all that did when you said that was make me have a flashback. It made me feel nostalgic for a second. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then I'm right back in the groove. But I, I, I know exactly what you mean, because there are times where I hear songs where I'm like, damn, he just said such and such. And it's to me, it's the overall feeling of the record that it either make it timeless or it'll make you recognize that it's dated just because mm-hmm. of how it makes you feel. Like certain music is just the feeling of it is timeless. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of your music, because you have so many different influences, um, gives it a greater ability to be timeless than most other people's music. Because when I listen to Gangstar, it kind of puts me, it's, it's almost like it puts me in a time warp. It takes me back to when I first heard it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But it's not like, I don't feel like I'm listening to Gangstar in 2022. As soon as I turn it on, I'm transported back to 1990-whatever, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like 2000, early 2000-whatever. So, like, I don't feel like at any point in time, unless I gauge it by something you may have mentioned that was happening at the time uh, when, when the music was made, I can't imagine me putting your music on 10 years from now and feeling like I'm listening to something that's 10 years old. You know what I'm saying? That's just, that's just the way it feels to me. <laughs> well, I might have to add. I might have to add um, add something to 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 this too. Um, at one time, at one point in time, back when it was, you know, people listening to C, listening to CDs, and I used to tell people that um, it may not be worth something now, yet it's going to be worth something in the future, type of situation. So maybe in that in that regard, my aim is. Uh, to be worth something in the future, if that makes any sense. Kind of like, um, yeah, I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, um, Picasso, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was, he just, he was broke. But after after his death, you know, his name rings, rings on type of situation. It's unfortunate that he had to go through what he go through, you know, to get the artist, the artistry out there. Yeah, it wasn't like he was, you know, living lovely. Yeah, and or, or, he was more sought after. That all came after his physical death, but it's his artwork and stuff like that lived on. So, yeah, that's rude. So yeah, I, I I think that okay, that actually the way you just said that kind of kind of took what I said and, and made it even made it make more sense to me. I think that might be what it is. As a matter of fact, um, I feel like it's it's one of those things. I, I think a lot of independent artists like like yourself, like me, like. A lot of other brothers I know, brothers and sisters that I know. Um, I feel like the the true appreciation of our art won't come until we're no longer releasing music. I mean, I don't necessarily think it would take us having to transition off of the earth, but I do feel like once it's not coming anymore, that people will start being like, wait a minute, what did I miss? You know what I'm saying? They may hear that one song. Yeah. That's just like that. Would they miss you when you're gone? Right, you don't have to exactly. Be what it miss you when you gone? And that, that uh, just made me think of back I'm, to I'm that, the Canadian podcast, band you were talking about. Podcast, like, where is it at? You know what I'm saying? Wait, I'm waiting for your podcast, Seven to Bath. What, like, where is it at? Yeah. Oh, I, prime example. Yesterday morning, I woke up. The first thing I did was tap my Google Podcast to see a Joe Button, a new new episode of Joe Button Podcast, was out, and it wasn't. And I almost like, I almost had like a baby panic moment. Like, oh shit, really? What's yeah. going on? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. Because on Wednesday morning and Saturday morning, that's how I get my day started. I listen to Button and the fellas laugh a little bit, you know what I'm saying? And then I'm ready to get my day going. Um, so it caught me off guard. And I feel like 
that's the same effect that's going to happen to people who may miss the boat, who may not take the one, take the light flashing in front of them as a sign that maybe I need to listen to this. You know what I'm saying? 30 years from now, just like you was talking about Rush, 30 years from now, somebody's going to be, be shuffling through streams of something. However, they're going to be listening to music in 30 years and John mm-hmm. Pre-Magnetic is going to come on. And they're going to be like, whoa, who is this? Oh, that's John Pre-Magnetic. Like, oh man, so this the newest joint he dropped? They like, yo, that's 30 years ago. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's 30 years ago, you late. You know what I mean? Mm. So I, I I look forward to being the one to look at them and be like, I told you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I told you. You know what I mean? Oh man. So yeah. I'm glad I'm glad to know that the joint coming Friday, man. And I know that I'm, and I'll be looking forward to that as well as the one in December, anything you do in between there. Um I want that I definitely want this to not be the last time we talk. Um mm. I, I Definitely love you know what I'm saying maybe do some work with you in the future, uh whatever uh, the case, you know what I'm saying? Um that would be dope. And I wish I wish you the most success, brother. Thank you so much for coming on the pod, man. I and I appreciate the answers that you gave because every answer you gave was was legitimately from the heart. Um it wasn't no political mumbo jumbo. You know what I'm saying? You shoot from the hip and I appreciate that. So thank you so much for that. Um again, tell the people where they can find you online. Uh, you can find Job Prime Magnetic online at Bandcamp, um, Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, Patreon, that type of situation. That's pretty much the jokes that I, I mean, me personally, that I that I may get on here and there. So, no you doubt. Know, it's, it's just Job Prime Magnetic on everything. Yeah. So Twitter, um, pardon me, Instagram is Job Prime underscore Magnetic. But you know, you pop, you put in Job Prime, you gonna see the you gonna see the magnetic symbol. You're gonna see the logo. So wherever, wherever you have you, know, you look at, look for me at. So it's peace. Sure indeed. Brother, thank you so much, man. I wish you the best, the best of success. Most definitely. I will be tuned in on Friday and I I'll, I'll make sure I hit you up and let you know what I think about the project after I hear it. Thank you. Hey, no doubt, family. Hey, y'all heard it first right here on Panther Politics. Y'all know what it is, man. Seven the Panther, Job Pre Magnetic. We'll catch y'all on the flip. Make sure y'all tune in Friday for that new music. Herb. Peace. That's 40. Peace.